0: Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas, Yaredeyah, Ch'eliksheni, Helchas Seifet Halacha We're in middle of paragraph Hey. In this version, it's the beginning of the subparagraph, V'chol zeh zoychen al yidei ha We dedicate the learning today, Le'ilu'i Ishmas, Rachel, Bat, Sarah, Ve'eliyahu, and Lilo Nishmas Bas Harini Mishkova. We dedicate the learning for a complete refuah Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgaliya, Rochel Basgalia, Ides Bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora Bas Hadasa, Gitaleya Bas Frumit, Aviva Chaya Bas Estemindel. Daniel Yehoshua ben Yenta Freyda Blima, Nechah bas Hindalea froma bas Genessa, Yehudis Nechama bas Miriam, Baruch Mordechai ben Tali Pesia bas Chayester, Avigail brocha bas Shira Dvoira, Chanah bas Sora, David Leib ben Shena, Shlomon Isim ben Mazal Avram David ben Hana. Chaim Arieh ben Bracha, Chaim ben Rachel, Saramaya bas Rivka, Chaim Tzvi ben Dvoiraleya, Shlomer ben Rivka Shprinza, Gittgenendol bas Sipoira, Lebeleya bas Sipoira, Tuvit Tzvi ben Chayaliza, Avivailana bas Yisbendol, Sararachal bas Yehuda Sruchama bas Chavaruz, Yehuda Tuvia bas Hadassah, we're in the middle of a chapter in Likut HaLochas, which is based on chapter 22 in Likut where Rabbein speaks about the concept of when the Jews receive the Torah on Har Sinai, they proclaimed Naseh and Ishma. we accept, we're going to do everything that it says, and then we'll understand. Meaning, we're ready to commit 100% without understanding. And the Gemara says that, that when they said that, each and every Jew received two crowns, a crown for Naseh and a crown for Nishma, and Rabbi goes into a whole discussion there about how the, through this a person is the Simcha to come close to Tzadikim, Te'emunah, and we're in the middle of this discussion. We spoke, in the previous year, we spoke a lot about Rosh Hashanah, about the Shmon Esri Rosh Hashanah, the three sections, Malchios, Zechroinos, and Shofrois, and now Rav Zal continues on the topic of Tshuva and Yom Kippur. And everything we've spoken about so far, a person achieves through tshuva. Ki tshuva govoya ma'oid. Because tshuva is on a very high spiritual level. V'hu lemala toira It's above the Torah on the totem pole. When we speak about the sefiris, the midas of Hashem, usually we refer to the toira as teferis. And tshuva is bina, which is way above it. Fifty levels of Pina, fifty fifty gates of Tshuva, Bchinas Sisrei Torah, Tshuva corresponds to the secrets of Torah. Bchinas Nishma, Bchinas Tfilah, as we learned earlier. Umi shenofal leizenefila meavridas Hashem, and if a person who takes a person takes a fall from coming close to Hashem, vaafilu im lefomim nofal chas Hashem and even if at times a person takes a major fall,, where the person is actually committing sins. The person has to give themselves encouragement and more encouragement not to give up. Kim come upon him as is expressed in our writings in many places. And when a person doesn't give up, they don't quit. The person encourages themselves and motivates themselves to, to make a comeback. And the person returns to Hashem wholeheartedly. Then what happens is, the tshuva that the person does takes the person to an incredible high level as a result of the arida, as a result of the fall that they had. The fall becomes like jumping down on a diving board where the person pushes down and that pushes them way, way up. because the arida, the fall, is a springboard for a major rise. Kalidayrida, Zola chuva. Because the person, the fact that the person fell to such a bad place, that's what motivated the person to make a change and to do tshuva. Shal yodo zokho lahanishma by which the person, through which the person was to a, a high level. That's called nishma, that's the nistar, the hidden. Lalo midarga to climb the ladder. vnishma vnishma to go from one nasa to a higher level nasa as we discussed in the previous year And then the person can go to such a high place where they actually connect to the infinite light of Hashem. And when a person taps into that high place, all sins get converted to mitzvahs as the Pesach says, On that day, they're going to go searching for the sins of the Jewish people and they're not going to find them anymore because they're not going to be registered as sins anymore. They're going to be registered as mitzvahs. Because the Gemara tells us that when a person does a proper tshuva, all the sins that they did become mitzvahs. Hashem reverses the sign on them. So what we've just learned is that one of, one of the things that will elevate a person from one level of nasa to a higher level of nasa v'nishma is tshuva. And this explains... Why, at the beginning of the new year, we have ten days of tshuva that begin from Rosh Hashanah, two days of Rosh Hashanah, seven days in between, and then the tenth day being Yom Kippur. Ki Rosh Hashanah hu agmar. Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of this process; Yom Kippur is the completion. Ki kolav hayomim hu es Because as we explained earlier from the Arizal, (coughs) when Hashem and the Shekhinah begin at a certain point, their connection is back to back, which is a defensive position. When a person is afraid, they're surrounded by multiple adversaries and they want to make sure to protect themselves and there's two people against five or ten, whatever it is, the two position themselves in such a way that their backs are not exposed. They're back-to-back, only the front is exposed, and they try to challenge, they try to to deal with all the adversaries, all the enemies. However, when when they're in that kind of position, they're not united, they're not fully united. A real union is face-to-face. So we're told, the Arizal explains that during this season, that during Rosh Hashanah and Aseres Himei Tshuva, there's this process of slicing them apart, separating the Malchus, which is the Shekhinah, from the other, from the Zerampin, separating the slicing the male and female apart over there, in order that they can turn around and be united. The Hamalchus Hiamuna, and we know throughout Rabbi Nassau's teachings. That the sphere of malchus is associated with emuna, just like malchus has nothing of its own, a melech is only a melech to the degree that others accept his authority on them. Emuna has no light of its own. Emuna is in what I can't see and I and I don't understand completely. Ki hi ho emuna, because the most important thing is emuna. Ki onut ho boilam. Our mission is to reveal and broadcast emunah to the world. Shehi his hisgalus malchusoi. That's another way of saying to reveal the kingdom of Hashem to the world. Kealidei <speaking> emuna yoiden shehu yisborach melech al kolores. Because through faith, people come to the realization that Hashem is king over the entire world. Shekol zehu ikar bakoshoseinu barashishon of and if you look at the prayers, the tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, you see this is the focus. As we say in the Shmon in the Amidah, Hashem, please let all of your creations fear you and respect you. Hashem, may you rule over the entire world with your full glory. And let all of creation realize that you created them, that you you made everything. And let every human being that had a soul breathed into their nostrils, let them all recognize that Hashem is the king and his kingdom rules everywhere. The There are many other statements like this throughout the Tvilois of Rosh Shekol Kavanosenu Chukosenu Emunosoi Our whole focus and yearning and prayer is that Hashem's kingdom and faith in Hashem should be revealed to the entire world. hamalchus. This is what the Arizal is referring to in his books, in the Sifrei Kabbalah, when he speaks about slicing the malchus apart, separating the malchus from the other spheroi. Sheloitia hamalchus vayamuno neelemes bois so that the malchus which we're saying is synonymous with emuna will not be hidden inside of Hashem. When they're face to face, it's like the Malchus can't show itself. It's not really showing itself to the outside world. And therefore, the <speaking in Hebrew> Cholzmat. When they're in that state, people don't know about Hashem. There isn't that major recognition of Hashem because in Hashem Himself, no one has any understanding at all whatsoever. So if the Malchus is buried in Hash inside of Hashem, then no one has any real recognition of Hashem. The and the only way that we really connect to Hashem and have a relationship with Hashem is through faith. So therefore, so long as the emuna, the malchus, is tied very tightly to Hashem and hidden inside of Hashem, we earthlings don't know about Hashem at all. We have no connection. Therefore, we have to slice apart, separate the Malchus and the Emuna, Velivno is koimas and build up the Malchus, the Shkina, the Emuna, Boifen Shetizgaleha Emuna al so that this emuna will be realized and revealed to the whole world at sheyeda Kol Pol. To the point where we'll see the fulfillment of what it says there in Shimon Esrei. the entire world will come to recognize Hashem. What Rabbi Nassar is doing here is he's taking the words of the Arizal, the Arizal's Kabbalistic de- description of what takes place on Rosh Hashanah, and he's taking Rabbi Nassar's ideas about emuna and about showing on a practical level how the world relates to Hashem and how we can connect Hashem and is showing how they parallel each other. They use different words. The Arizal uses the words Malchus and Rabbeinazal uses the word emuna, but they're talking about the same they're talking about the same process. And again, when you read it in the writings of the Arizal, it's interesting, but you don't know how does that apply on earth down here on earth. What application is all that? When you read Rabbeinazal's words, Rab Nosanzal's words, you're being shown exactly how that translates into our Avoida what we are doing down here on earth. Question in the chat. Tshuva comes after there's already a mitzius of and If after there's already and Shouldn't therefore Elul, which is Tshuva, come after Rosh Hashanah, which is the beginning of Nas and Anishmah, the answer is not necessarily at all. Tshuva can be at any time, at any time. We know that the Jews did tshuva. Tshuva means generally if the person has some kind of a fall, a person becomes distant from Hashem, and they realize that, and now they want to return. They want to come back to Hashem. They want to come closer. That's a standard definition of tshuva. But tshuva can mean other things also. And therefore, the timing can be any time. Rabbein in Chapter 6 of Likud Imran, speaks about everyone doing tshuva, even tzaddikim, a tzaddik who did not do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. Just on, on Sunday, he's on a certain level. On Monday, he gets to a higher level, and he's embarrassed and ashamed of where he was at on Sunday and is doing tshuva for that, is being apologetic to Hashem (coughs) and and motivating himself to become much better as a result of realizing that, look at this, look at how I was looking at Hashem yesterday. Yesterday, if somebody would have told me how big is Hashem, I would have said Hashem is a thousand. Today, I've come to a whole different level. I realize Hashem isn't a thousand, Hashem is a million. And, And the more a person goes higher and higher, the more they look back at what they were thinking yesterday and they're ashamed of it to a degree. Just like a child who's learning who's learning knowledge on a certain level and they think they know it all. They come home from school, they learn something new and wow, the, I'm the smartest person in the world because my teacher just taught me this and this. A month later, after the child has learned 30 days more of new things, the child says, wow, remember that Sunday when I came home and I thought I was the smartest that's such a joke. That's really, that's like, you know, it's silly. I, I, I was so silly at the time. That I thought I was so smart because I learned this and I didn't realize that there's so much more to learn. There are so many higher levels to get to. And Rabbi, Rabbi Zal says here, it's impossible for a person to get to real pure faith in Hashem without nasa without that ability to jump in, to jump into the Torah, to jump into religion, before I understand, before it all makes sense to me. This is why we're involved in those 10 days in tshuva, ki heima seras tshuva, there are 10 days. Because through each and every day of tshuva within those ten days, we're climbing to a new level of naseh and We're achieving a higher nishma. And it's following the format that we spoke earlier about. That a Yerida results in Aliyah. Because as the Gemara tells us, when a person is doing Tshuva, they're going into their negative balance in their bank account, and they're changing the sign. They're reversing it. It's becoming every, every Avera is being converted into a mitzvah through chuva. Tshuva and based on the new level of Nasavanishma that a person is achieving every new day of these 10 days, kein zoichen la'asus dikdushah. That results in holy azus, holy b'chutzpah, holy brazenness, b'chinas koilos, which Rabbi Nizal said over there in Likut Imran, is expressed in sounds, screaming. When a person, a person has strength that strength allows them to scream. And this also results in spreading emuna in the world. As Rabbi Nizal explains all of this very, very clearly over there in chapter 22 in the Maran, which this haloch is based on, Ayin Shom Rabbi Nassim says, look it up there, study it well, you'll see what I'm talking about. He's not going to give us the whole, he's he's not going to tell us everything that's in that chapter. He's assuming you you know it, or you're going to go study it. And this explains why the Arizal says, it isn't a one-step process of slicing the two apart. Every single day, there's a little bit more of a separation between the malchus and the other spheroes, between the Emuna and everything else. Shehi b'chinas emunah, the malchus is emunah. Because based on the amount of tshuva that a person does during each one of those 10 days, that will define how many sins are being forgiven that the person has in their bank account. Not just to be forgiven, but to convert those sins into positive things. And then the arida gets converted into an Aliyah. And the person climbs that ladder, going higher and higher. The person is to a higher Nase V'Nishmah. And Rabbeinus, I'll show there on Likudim around that through this, a person is Zoychet to Simcha. Because Nasah and are crowns. We said that the angels crowned the Jews when they said Nasah and And another word for a crown in the Torah is Simcha. The pasuk V'Simchas O'elam al roisham, Eternal joy on their head. al roish On the head is a crown and simcha leads to holy azus because we have that pasuk joy with Hashem that's your strength and Rabbi Nezel says that oiz displays itself in holy sounds where the person is able to raise their voice in prayer to Hashem and through this, we're to receive and spread holy faith, which we draw upon ourselves from the seven shepherds. Shepherd is a roya. The Torah, when it speaks about emuna, says, emuna." Be nourished with emuna. Be nourished and nurtured. So the emuna comes from the royim, from the shepherds. These great tzaddikim, Avram, Yitzchok, Yaakov, Moishan, Yosef, and David, their main message, their main mission was spreading emuna in the world. Because the Gemara tells us that all 613 mitzvahs boil down to one thing. V'tzaddik be'emunah so'yichyeh. It's all about emuna. question raised in the chat, that nasa is being defined as two different ways. Number one, nasa means the ability for a person to commit, to do things before they fully understand it. And we also said that nasa represents climbing a ladder. Nasa is a lower level, nishma is a higher level. The answer is that these two go together. They, they don't contradict each other in any way, they're not different. A person is going through a process of climbing. And each time they climb, like a, a child going to school. <coughs> on the first day that the child begins a new year in school, if a child starts raising their hand and asking questions, they're not going to learn. The teacher says, I didn't say anything yet. What do you, what do you have questions on? First, let me talk. <coughs> first, let me give you a whole new piece of knowledge. You'll hear it. You'll, but what do you mean? Why should I want to listen to you? The answer is, because I'm 30 years older than you, and and that's why you're coming to this class. You're trusting, you're coming with an assumption that I know more than you. If you're not assuming that, you shouldn't be here. So the assumption is that Hashem knows much more. If Hashem created the world and everything in it, He's much smarter than us, so we can accept what He says before we fully understand it. Nothing wrong with that. It makes perfect sense to be willing to accept and uh, what, what Hashem says before we fully understand. That's the nasa before the nishma. <coughs> and the more a person does this, they climb from level to level. This is in fifth grade, and a person finishes fifth grade, they go on to sixth grade, and each time they're going through this process. Rab Zal continues, the iker Hagmar who hakipurim, when this all really finishes is on Yom Kippur, she'oz ikar v'hakapora. That's when the forgiveness is is really finalized for all Jews. We know the Gemara says that sadikim and reshaim are signed and sealed on Rosh Hashanah, but there is that middle category which which is possibly the largest. Amount of Jews who are given the 10 days of tshuva to decide where do they want to be. Do they want to remain not being tzaddikim, or do they want to try to do a sincere tshuva and be able to enter the category of tzaddik? <coughs> and on, on Kippur is when we complete this process of tshuva. And that's when Hashem forgives the sins of all the Jews. And that's when all of our sins can be converted into merits, positive things. And that's why the Jewish people receive the Torah with finality on Yom Kippur. We got it the first time on Shavuos. But we messed up afterwards with the Egel Hazov and the Luchas were shattered. We got the new set, the permanent set, we got Yom Kippur. Ki oz Because that's when Hashem fully accepted Moshe Rabbeinu's apology on behalf of Klau Yisroel. And that's when Hashem said, I forgive regarding the sin of the golden calf yorat And that's when Moish Onyam Kippur is when Moish Rabbeinu came down with that second set of lucho'is, sheheim bechinas shnei Ho edoyim nasah min-nasah which correspond to those two crowns on the heads of the Jewish people, which they got by saying nasavanishma because the Torah is called a crown. It's called keter Torah, the crown of Torah. The word keser is 620, referring to the 613 mitzvahs of the written Torah and the seven mitzvahs that the rabbis gave us. Because the Luchais, the two tablets, represent both the written Torah and the oral Torah. That's why it says that Moshe Rabbeinu had the two Luchais in both of his hands. And if you read yad yamin yad s'moil, right hand, left hand, shehim Torah shebechsa v'Torah shebalpeh Kayadua. Right hand and left hand represent written Torah and oral Torah. Shehim b'chinas yad k'oiseves which goes back to what we said in the beginning of this halacha a few days ago, that the Tikkun Ezra speaks about a hand that writes and a hand that seals k'oiseves and Rosh Hashanah is the k'siva, Yom Kippur is the chasima, ki beyoyim hakipurim yeichos seimon, because we say on Yom Kippur is when everybody is sealed, ki oz nigmar hadin. That's when the judgment is completed, b'chinas venishma b'shelamus, which means that's when we receive achieve the highest level nasevenishma, shein b'chinas torah shebichsavat torah shebapecanal, and we learned earlier that nasa and nishma also correspond to the Written Torah and the Oral Torah. Because on Yom Kippur is when we reach the top floor, the highest level, nasa Because on Yom Kippur is when we connect to that highest level, that infinite light of Hashem, with the highest degree of connection, nullifying our whole physical completely, we we are not eating, we're not drinking on Yom Kippur. Because the Gemara tells us that on Yom Kippur it's like we're in the next world. It's like we're in olam haba. No eating, no drinking. We're like angels. Misvadin kol hachatoim shasu kol and this is why on Yom Kippur is when we go into detail we confess and we mention all the sins that we remember that we did throughout the entire year. because on Yom Kippur all of those sins are being converted into Torah because all the sins are being converted into mitzvahs, into merits, as a result of the complete tshuva that we're doing then. And that's why specifically, as a result of the confessing our sins, we're to that highest level nishma, which a person achieves on Yom Kippur. Shehu Sisrei Toiro Ho'el which is the highest level secrets of Torah. Bebekhinas Yerida Tachles Aliyah. because the Yerida, all of the things we did throughout the, the entire year have been turned into a springboard, a diving board to give us an incredible aliyah. We mentioned before that on Yom Kippur we say, Lifnei Hashem Titaru, we will be purified before Hashem. And the word titcharu is bigimatriya keser, to show that on Yom Kippur we're tapping in, we're climbing a ladder from Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah is Malchus. That's the 10th level down. We're climbing every day on Yom Kippur, we're getting all the way up to the keser. Ein salif. Ki ho'avoinois neshapchen lezechuyois because the sins are being converted into merits and this is why on Yom Kippur is when we're seeing that pasuk being fulfilled. On that day, we're searching for the sins of the Jews. Yevukash daika. Note: We're searching on Rosh Hashanah. We don't go into. We don't mention sins. There's no vidui on Rosh Hashanah. There's no confession. We're not researching our sins. On Yom Kippur, we are oz hu iker shleimus hatfila, and this will explain also why on Yom Kippur we reach a higher level tfilah than any other day in the year oz because throughout the year on a standard day there are three prayers shachris mincha arvis, on a holiday there's four we have musaf an additional musaf, one day a year on Yom Kippur. We have five: Shachris, Mincha, Maariv, Musaf, Neilah. Neilah, fifth tefillah. Ki'ol zaykin lahanishma hoel yoyim. Because on Yom Kippur we reach the highest nishma, shehu bechinas tefillah, and we learned in the previous shir nishma is tefillah lishmoya el harina velhatfilla that tefillah is connected nishma. Vyalkein oz v'yomakipurim nishlam hoemuna. And therefore, on Yom Kippur is when the emuna, the malchus, is complete, and it shines with a very bright light. Because on Yom Kippur, we achieve the highest possible nase venishma that we can, which gives us, which leads us to complete faith in Hashem. Any questions? It would seem that you would,
1: every year I ask the same question, that Yom Kippur shouldn't really be before Rosh
0: It should be before?
1: If you're being judged, and you're mentioning your avonot, then you would uh, think that Kippur would be <coughs> confession, and then judgment,
0: and then execution of judgment. The answer is there throughout Lakut HaLochas, he gives maybe 10, 15 discussions on why the order the way it is. One of the explanations that he gives is that when a person does something wrong, when a person does something terrible, if they apologize immediately, if they I'm sorry, and I'm sorry. It doesn't work. It does not work. Because the way that tshuva is supposed to operate, the way a person is supposed to feel regret something they did wrong, is that the first response is shame and embarrassment. The first response is, "What did I do?" Like, you know, and speechless, speechless, can't say anything. That's the that's what Rosh Hashanah is all about. That's what the blowing the shofar is about. Shofar is sound with no words. That meaning that I, I can't talk, I, I'm too embarrassed and ashamed to say anything. Then we go through a tshuva process, we go through a process of, and then I can come and apologize. There's a famous quote in the Gemara, Al When a person is really angry, which is uh, immediately after you did this terrible thing where you said... Uh, don't apologize. Don't try to appease them. It's not going to work. It'll be like pouring oil on the fire. Fa- what do you mean? I'm saying I'm sorry. What could be better than that? You say it at the wrong time. You're going to see how not better it is. So that's what Rosh Hashanah is. That's the first step in tshuva, which is shame and imbe- Crying. Crying. The sound of the shofar is the sound of crying. No words. I'm not making any speeches yet. After a period of time goes by of tshuva, now I come to Yom Kippur... Now I've got now the person says he probably doesn't even realize what he did wrong. He, like, yeah, he doesn't. No no no, I do realize I'm gonna tell you exactly what I know exactly what I did wrong and I'm I'm verbalizing it in order to, to make sure that I don't intend to do this again. Yeah, you know, I won't do it. That's one of the explanations for that order of Rosh Hashanah Kippur. It says that um that um kipper <coughs>
1: before we learn. So.
0: Good question. Rav i Sal just said here, on Yom Kippur, all of our sins are forgiven. Then where's Moshiach? When all of our sins are forgiven, Moshiach is supposed to come. This is why it's very, very important when you're learning Likutei HaLachas, when you're learning every Sefer, to know not always to take everything literally. It doesn't mean mamish 100% all of our veras are being forgiven. It means to a large degree that there's a major, major kapora zavoynois that's taking place on Yom Kippur. The Gemara says that there are certain averas that Yom Kippur is not mechaper, only Misa is mechaper, or Yisurin. So we know there is a, when he's saying it here, all, he means that compared to Rosh Hashanah, compared to any other day, Yom Kippur is when we get a, a big kapora. And Yom Kippur is when even the Benanim on Rosh Hashanah that Tzadikim and the Rosh Hashanah got their thing. On Yom Kippur, everybody, all of Klal Yisrael is being given a major Kapora Savoy noise. It's not literally? Exactly. It's not literally. Definitely not. And I'm saying this is an important rule to know when you're learning svarim. You get used to because sometimes you'll see in the next paragraph he says, and then we have Sukkot. One minute, I thought you just said Yom Kippur is Gemar. Gemar means finished, finito. Why should there have to be anything else afterwards? He just said Yom Kippur is Gemar. Gemar Sima teva, we say. Finish, 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 finish. The answer is true. It's finished much more than Rosh Hashanah or than any other time. But it doesn't mean 100% finished, finished.
1: Is it all love?
0: Is it all negatives? Yeah. No, it's, posi- it's all positives also. You know, tshuva means for the things that I did that I wasn't allowed to do, and things that I didn't do that I was supposed to do. And positives get, it and makes negatives. sense
1: that you're getting Israel into the next year. So it can't be that all sins are forgiven. You're
0: exactly, exactly. So again, when he's saying all sins are forgiven, he means there's a major, major, major forgiveness. That's what he means.
1: Isn't there a list of somewhere of the sins that are forgiven?
0: Yes, yes. of Zion. No. earlier. The Gemara tells us that on Rosh Hashanah, the um Gadol is doing a lot of lot of stuff. One of the things that he's doing is he's switching. He has two sets of clothing. He has big day zav, garments that have gold in them, and he has big day love and garments that are pure white linen, no gold at all. And he switches five times. Throughout Yom Kippur, there are five times that he's changing from one to the other, and every time he changes from one to the other, he has to go to the mikvah. He goes to the mikvah, and he puts on the new set of clo- the clothing. It changes back to the big day Zov, mikvah first, each time. Vilikhaira Rav Rabnasanal says there seems to be something difficult to understand here. Bishloy mi big day Zov la big day lovon. I understand when he's going from a lower level of holiness to a higher level of holiness. When he's changing from the gold garments to the linen garments, the linen here, it's we're not talking about which is more expensive. We're talking about the pure whiteness, that whiteness. Which the Gemara tells us when, when, when he's doing the Avoida in the outer part of the Beis Hamikdash, he's wearing the big day Zohav, the gold garments. When he's going into the Kodesh Shakadoshim, when he's going into the holier section of the Beis Hamikdash, he's got to get rid of the gold. He's wearing only the pure white linen garments. So there I understand makes sense that he should toivel first since he's going to a higher level of holiness you're going to a higher level of holiness you go to the mikveh there are some people who don't go to the mikveh every day during the weekdays the six days of the week men, but Shabbos I, I wouldn't go into Shabbos without going to the mikveh first Shabbos I'm going to a whole new level of holiness of course I have to go to the mikveh first big day love and the But why does the Gemara tells us that when the coin godlo is going to switch back to those gold garments, also he toivels in the mikveh first? What for? However, based on what we've just been learning, it's going to make perfect sense. u'pnim because outer section of the base Mikvish and inner section are like Naseh and Nishma, lower level, higher level. Shein Bechinas, Nigla, Venister, revealed and hidden. We spoke about this in the previous Shur and how Rabbeinus HaLovudin and Torah Chavez gives you like a chart. Day, night, uh, light, darkness, you know, a body, soul, etc., etc., that it's really in chapter thirty-five of the Qataran, but in twenty-two also he shows a number of things. Nasa Nishma Nigla Nister Torah Tfila. Vyalkane, take Kishanishma sakengotl if nivalifnim, lamokoim ha orin. And therefore the moment that the kain Gotla is going into the inner inner section of the base, Samiktash, the holy of holies, the place where the orang, the holy ark was and there he did the service of Hashem that's done inside and over there he connected to that very high level called Nishma which is the hidden and because he connected there because he achieved that that became Nase to him And we said whenever you attain a Nase, you get a new Nishma. Whenever you rise up to a Nishma and you achieve it, that Nishma becomes Nase to you and you get a new Nishma. Now, when he goes back outside, when the coin goggle goes back outside to the lower level of holiness and he's doing the work he has to do there, he's doing it from a whole new place. He got a million watts of light in that inner inner section of the base of English. He's doing it with that Nishma that he had originally. Kizoho Akshov Lena Gavoya Yoiser. Because remember, each time you achieve a nishma, you move up on the ladder. You go, you graduate fifth grade. You're going into sixth grade. So now the nasa isn't what it was before. It's a nasa, It's not the beginning of fifth grade anymore. It's the beginning of sixth grade. It's a whole new level. And now you understand why even though on a certain level, in a certain way, it looked to you like when he went from outside to inside he was going to a much higher level. Now he's going back outside, he's going back down. No, he's not. No, he's not. When he went from outside to inside, that was going from September to June in fifth grade. That I start out the year September, I know nothing about the fifth grade knowledge. I'm there for a whole year, I learned a lot, a lot of stuff. I learned everything you could learn in fifth grade. Now I finish fifth grade, now I'm going up to sixth grade, and my notebook is blank, I have a blank note. I'm at zero again, I'm at zero. I'm, but I'm at zero of sixth grade, not fifth grade. The, the zero at sixth grade is a higher level than the, the end of fifth grade. I, I bumped up to a whole new level, a whole new madrega. So that's also an aliyah. You follow? On a certain simple level, it seemed outside is the lower level, inside is the higher level. I'm going from outside to inside, I'm going up the ladder. Now when I go from inside to outside, I'm going back down. I'm not going back down. I'm going down on the next level. On the next level. You follow?
1: In Amda, we go up the level, crown, crown, and then come back down. Just saying that the five slot of uh, of Yom Kippur doesn't do the same.
0: It does. It does.
1: So when he's doing all this, entering and exiting <coughs> of Kodesh or Kodeshim, it seems like the rabbis explaining it's just up.
0: He, no. We said each. He, he goes yeah. out. It's a downer. It's a downer.
1: But he's down in the first level, it was the sixth grade. Exactly. So it's still a down, How is it making it seem like it's up.
0: It's clearing the registers. Here again, I'm, I'm asking, which is higher: a person who's at the end of fifth grade, or a person who's at the beginning of sixth grade? Because there are some people that finish fifth, that are at the end of fifth grade, and they're told not to come back. Don't come back to school. Just because you completed fifth grade doesn't mean that you qualify. The guys that show up for the next year means, wow, they made it, and they got through, and they got accepted, and now they're starting a whole new level, a much higher level than what
1: He's going into the uh, Kodesh HaKodeshin with his uh, uh, lehvers, with his kitorit, and his coal, and this is the pinnacle for the entire day, right? nowhere to go with
0: that when he walks out of there. Rav Nilsen is showing us that that's not true. We're not getting the, the, so let, Let's see. Let's see further. Ki pam hu oilo madrega gavoya yoser. Because each time that there's this change, the coin Gotel is bumping up another level and another level. You, what, what you're referring to is that once on Yom Kippur, there's one time on Yom Kippur that he goes inside with that Ktoiris. But there's other reasons he's going inside there. He's sprinkling blood. There's, there's a, That might be a pinnacle, a certain peak from which we're going to see because we're going to go from here into Sukkos. And if all of this is finished, then what's Sukkos? He's going to show us how it's still a process of growth. It's going higher and higher. But we need to know that this concept of going out and in, that when, when he goes out, it's not that he's dropping a level or else why come out? Who wants to go down, you know? The answer is, he's going down in a certain way to go up higher. When a person goes to sleep at night, the brain shuts down. Do they forget everything they learned, you know, the previous day? No, 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 not necessarily. They're refreshing the brain, renewing the brain, and tomorrow starting off with a new momentum, you know, to go much higher. To a higher <laughs> nasa to a higher nasa Paragraph of Zion, And this will explain the sounds of Yom Kippur. You go into most shuls, most religious shuls, on Yom Kippur, the volume is much higher. The people are praying much louder than the rest of the year. And it's brought in Shulchan Aruch, that even regarding Shemone Esrei, that we're during the year supposed to be completely, completely silent, the silent Shmon Esrei. On Yom Kippur, it's allowed to be a little bit higher than that, even though the Yom Kodesh says if you're smart, don't raise the volume at all for, sh- for the silent Shmon Esrei. The silent Shmon Esrei is supposed to be silent, you know, etc. But the rest of the prayers, all the singing that's done in the Sephardic schools on Yom Kippur, much more than any other day in the year, and even in the Ashkenaz schools. Much more noise, you know, loud, loud prayer. That's these koilois that Rabbeinazal speaks about there in, in chapter 22. That through this whole process, a person is and one of the ways that that's expressed is in these sounds. Because Rabnosan Zal tells us now, we know that the, the Gemara speaks about the five, that when, when there's a wedding ceremony taking place, there are Chamisha Koilos. There's a lot of music and noise at a, at a wedding. It's, it's based on a chapter in Dilim where it uses the term Koil five times. The Arizal reveals, the Gemara tells us that on Yom Kippur, we're going through five difficulties not eating and drinking, not wearing leather shoes, <coughs> not S- smearing oil on the body, five the chamisha Inuyim. The Arizal says that those Hamisha Inuyim correspond to the five Koiloit. There's a connection between them. Because De Na Because taught us there on the Kutimran that through Na sevenishma we're Zoika which expresses itself in these koilas heoras yom and therefore the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us that the way Hashem's light expresses itself on Yom Kippur is in those sounds, the singing and the the, the, the screaming on Yom Kippur. That's the light of Yom Kippur. Ki because that's when we really receive the Torah. Bekhinas Nasa Venishma, the book of Nasa Venishma, shaydeze zoichen laazus shehi bekhinas kolos, which is how a person is zoiched to this azus, this strength, this brazenness, this holy chutzpah, which is expressed in these kolos. Vialkein bechol aserus he made tshuva me'olr in hakolos and this explains why throughout all tens of days of Chuva. We're activating these sounds, these holy sounds. <coughs> in in the Shiramalis Mimamakim that we say, Mimamakim Kirosich Hashem, we say, Hashem, I'm calling out to you from the depths. And the Arizal says that the word Oymek, Vav Mem Kuf, is Bigimatria Givura. Givura. That term gvura, strength. Hashem Shima bekoili. It says there, Hashem, listen to my coil. And this is what helps slice apart that malchus, that shechina. Because Rabbi Zal explains over there in chapter 22 in the that the way that a person gets this emuna is through those koilois, through those sounds of prayer, the sounds of Torah, by a person speaking the words of Torah and tefillah and making noise. Shehu and that noise is azus. Hein yitain de koiloi we quoted the passage that the koil is a form of oiz, sound is a form of strength. Shai and that's what enables us, that's what gives us the Aziz dusha to come close to these seven shepherds, to the tzaddikim, and they are the ones who infuse us with holy emuna. All of this, Rabbi Nizal, over there in chapter 22, in the Qudimran, shows how one thing leads to the other, with the Pesukim. And now you'll understand why in we have a very powerful statement there. Where we say im Hashem, if you're gonna hold on to our sins, Hashem Miyamoi, who can stand before you? And we say ki imcho haslichu, you have the ability to forgive antivare so that people will respect you. because by Hashem forgiving our sins, and when it really happens, the sins get converted to mitzvahs and the downer becomes a major upper, then we take what was originally nishma to us, we convert it to nase, and we get a new nishma. And we learned in the beginning of this halacha earlier that the nishma is yira. We spoke about veracious bora. was was nishma, and Borah was Nase. And we said that Bereshis is Yore Boishes. The Tikkun says that the word Bereshis is Yira and Busha. Bushes is, is a result of Yira. has Boishes. As Rabbi Zal explains over there in Likutei Maran. V'zehu ki'imcho You, Hashem, have the ability to forgive so that there will be Yera. Yira. Because by Hashem forgiving our sins, which is part of what enables us to go to that higher level, to that nishma, through that, we're to yira. Because as we saw earlier in this halacha, that the nishma is yira, the nishma is baracious, which is yore Boishis, yira and busha. Again, the more familiar a person is with the chapter on Likut Imran, the easier it is to follow the halacha because there's a lot of moving parts there, there's a lot of pieces here. And the more familiar you are with the connections, you see it fits beautifully. When you're hearing it and he's not going into detail to show you the connections, one, one, what's the connection? Look at, in Likut Imran, you'll see the connections. Otherwise, you have to trust Rav Nilsenzael to say that he did his homework, and if he's saying this is this equal this connects to this, he's he, it's it's definitely grounded. Can the type of development we've spoken about be called upward spiral? The answer is yes, yes. This is this is what we're talking about. Baruch Hashem. Wishing everybody a wonderful week. This afternoon in Eretz Yisrael we'll have the shir on Chaim Oran, I hope, Mitzvah Shem. And I hope that this week we'll complete this halacha. We'll go on to the next one, Mitzvah Shem. Shizrachetetetshuva shlema, Gula shlema. B'mhei Rabbeinu, amen v'amen.